Destroy All Children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy All Children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children for the week of four. Uh, what would Thursday be? Oh, at the time uh, of recording, this is four twenty-seven twenty twenty. Uh, Thursday would be the thirtieth, April thirtieth. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm, math. I'm Larry Davis. With me is George Brundle. Yes, I know math, but uh, I can't really think like Monday to Thursday. How many days is that? Who knows? Nobody oh, sure. knows anymore. Look at a certain point, the passage of time, days stop mattering entirely. I mean, that happened to me a long time ago. Uh, now yeah, it's happening no, that's to everybody. Yes, sure. Like the quarantine stuff is messing with people's perception of time, but also same like once you got like a rhythm the rhythm is what matters not so much the day you know what else you know? they say it's gonna get you oh yeah but Tonight. if you don't have it you can't attract the worm uh, wait what if you if you don't have rhythm then you won't attract the worm i mean you know oh, okay if you walk without rhythm yes i thought you said if you don't yeah. have it you can't attract the worm when it's the opposite uh whatever um yeah News. There's hot news. Just dropped. Here we go. What is it? Tell me so it will be outdated by the time this goes up. <laughs> As usual. All of the all of the Last of Us 2 will probably be up by noon today. Uh, <laughs> As of right now, 9.22 a.m. Uh, but the ending has already been put out there. Uh, my understanding is most, if not all, of the story has leaked. Uh, a disgruntled employee at Naughty Dog uh, apparently yeah. just uploaded the ending. Uh, to YouTube, that's been pulled down. Uh, well, they are. Yes, the original well, sure. was. You can find it. <laughs> yes. Though. Yeah, that's it, not going to be too difficult. Uh, th this is a disgruntled employee uh, who was upset over a payment dispute with Naughty Dog, uh, according to the quote that I am reading. Uh, so that's great. This game that ostensibly is done and could probably just be put out there anyway that isn't yeah. being put out there for reasons that I don't fully understand, honestly. Like, we talked about it before, them canceling, like, digital pre-orders and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Story's I, out there now. Yeah, like, as bad as Naughty Dog has treated their developers... Remember that article, I think it was on Kotaku, where it was like, yeah, we almost died from getting a pipe dropped on us because we were working at, like, midnight and the construction crew didn't think anybody would be there. You know. Oh, sure. Uh, Remember that uh, underground network I told you about last week? It's no. actually Naughty Dog Studios. They're subterranean now. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, yes, uh, I I hope this tanks Naughty Dog. That would be great. That'd be pretty good. I doubt it will. No, I hope so. Or I I don't think it will, but I hope it will. Because I do Naughty think this would be terrible. amazing, though, if if this won't happen. But if somehow The Last of Us Two never came out, yeah, at all, 
like the the amount of canceled games that have like developed weird kind of followings like you know you point to like the pt stuff as being a prime example of that of like oh we'll never know what silent hills was like like what if something as big as the last of us that is basically finished just never fucking released that would be good also what if they take this opportunity to just be like you know what we're going back in development we're redoing the end and then it won't <laughs> be out for like two more years yeah, I so I didn't play the first game, so I really have zero investment in the uh, overarching story of The Last of Us. So I didn't bother to look up anything that would that happens in The Last of Us Two because it's all meaningless to me. Uh, is the ending like divisive or something? Of the first one? No, the the second one. I don't know. Because you brought up, I haven't okay. looked for it because I would rather you said... not be spoiled, even though I don't actually care. Um, see, that's the thing is, I didn't think you would care all that much and would just read it anyway. Uh, I asked because you had you had just mentioned like, oh, they could redo the ending. I took that as the ending is bad. Oh, I don't know. I I have uh, seen some people saying things to that effect, like comparing it to Game of Thrones, but I don't know what it actually is. Oh well, hey, there's another thing that I have absolutely no <laughs> concept of the story of. The funny thing is, like. Game of Thrones ended pretty much exactly how I thought it would when I had seen like one episode. <laughs> so mm. I don't know. Uh, I, there were people that were surprised by the end of that. It's like, guys, come on. Uh, but yeah, Last of Us Two. Uh, I I suspect will be out by the time this is uploaded we'll see they they said they weren't going to do it until they could put discs out there but i think maybe this would change things yeah like uh, i don't the the way things are right now just put it up digitally like yeah i think you could at least let people get at it that way if people just want to cancel their physical pre-orders they could go get the game digitally i understand there's people who are just going to be adamantly like in the camp of i want this on disc i get it but like things are kind of weird right now i would think if that were a game that i cared enough about that i was like really wanting to play if the op if the option was get it digitally or don't get it at all i would just suck it up, cancel that physical edition, and just buy it off the PlayStation Store. Yeah. Well, I want it to be on disc, so then I can just play it from Gamefly and not have to spend actual money on it. Sure. Uh, because yeah. if it does just come out digitally, like, I'm just going to look up and see what the end is. I don't care, because I'm not going to pay 60 dang dollars for it. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, the Last of Us. I don't know. In I'm stores also pretty, now. I'm pretty good at avoiding spoilers for stuff like uh rise of skywalker is finally coming out <laughs> next week i still don't know anything that happens in that i can tell you anything i want to about it a lie or the truth and you would probably just believe it uh no i i would know because you would say something that sounds like a lie but is actually true like the time you tried to spoil deadly premonition for me <laughs> uh even though i already Wait, no, I didn't know at that point, but then I just went ahead and played it, but then still told you I had never finished it, uh, because yeah. just to mess with you for several years. That was a good long con. Yeah, that in Persona 4 you did a similar thing with, although I don't think you did it quite as long. You weren't as dedicated. Mm, no, I didn't, because I didn't beat Cause... that until it was on uh, Vita. No, you you still did this. Like, you said that you kind of, like, bowed out 
with it on Vita too, just to fuck oh. with me. Oh, I don't know. Eh, but that, that was short. That, like that was shorter though. You you eventually came around, but you didn't like dedicate years of our lives to this shit. Well, that's what you like get you for did trying to spoil Deadly things like an idiot. The prank was on you all along. <sighs> uh, hey, Larry, do you want to get sick this August? Do I? Uh, cause you could still get tickets to go to PAX West. <laughs> Why? That's Crazy. apparently still happening. Uh, Penny Arcade is kind of holding back right now and evaluating this whole Corona thing, but has not at the time of this recording canceled PAX West. Penny Arcade still involved with that? Uh, this article I read said that Penny Arcade has released a new update about PAX West. The convention will still take place over Labor Day weekend in Seattle. Huh, I thought they had nothing to do with PAX anymore. Like, for a few I years thought now. That, I thought that too. Um, I don't know if these are just people who are not Gabe and Tycho, but they are still, you know, Penny Arcade as an entity. Uh, Maybe. Well be the case. Although, honestly, leaving a convention open and potentially putting a bunch of lives at risk is an extremely Gabe and Tycho thing to do. So <laughs> Yes, it is. I'm inclined uh, to believe that those dipshits are still behind PAX. I mean, San Diego Comic-Con canceled, finally. Uh, and yeah. that's in, like, July, so... Yeah, yeah, PAX isn't going to happen, sorry. No. I get them kind of evaluating this thing and, like, still taking the stance of, it'll go away in the summer. <laughs> like, by August, things will be fine. But, like, no, it's not. It's going to be here through the summer. It's going to be here in August. Like they're going to eventually have to cancel this thing. Uh, their optimism is as cute as it is reckless. Yeah, I uh, I'm looking forward to the first Christmas in quarantine. That's going to be a good time. <laughs> There's it's still going to be so be many here. Christmas in quarantine songs. Yeah. Uh, a new holiday classic. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. From Mariah Carey, by the way. Of course. Do a sequel to uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, you know, the whole, like, claymation thing, but it's that all the characters are just Skyping each other. Oh, boy. Yeah. Everything's, oh, like, terrible Zoom. quality. They, they go, they look at their their $20,000 freezers full of $12 per pint ice cream. They're like, hey, isn't this great? I'm, I'm just like you. I'm, yeah, no, I'm Joe McHale set us up with a bunch of iPhones. Yeah, I... I'm in touch with the common people. Oh god. So the other news comics mm. are back. For real, kind of. I uh, thought this was the news last week. Well, no. That was DC putting out like five or six books per week. Uh no, right, Diamond right, right. is now taking orders for DC stuff again. <laughs> okay. Uh they're supposed to be coming out like mid to late May, I think it said. Um Diamond no, took one look at the room and said, "Oh shit." <laughs> uh yeah, no no official date here, but probably like last week of May is when things are going to resume. Mm. Uh and right now it's just DC stuff, but I'm sure everything else will be back in place. We'll see. Like who knows, by the time that all happens, they might cancel everything again. It's all weird. Yeah. That's fine though. Cancel all the comics. No, don't. Disgruntled DC employee has uploaded all the comics. <laughs> a disgruntled DC employer named uh, Mott Miter 
just uploaded all of Dark Knight's metal, uh, oh, or no. de- death metal, I guess it would be. Uh, nope, nobody knows who this mystery leaker is. I have one more news. Okay, give but me the one news. But it's a bit news. of an old news. It, it's somewhat of an old news, but it's a news that's relevant to this podcast and our continual shitting on Valve. So I thought oh, that maybe you wanted to talk about it a little yes. bit. Uh, Team Fortress 2 oh, yeah. and uh, CSGO had their source co- code uh, leaked. Apparently this is actually an old leak from what I am reading uh, from the uh, Tech Radar. I thought I was on Ars Technica, but I am not. Uh, article, it says, Valve has reached out with a comment saying, we have reviewed the leaked code and believe it to be a reposting of a limited CSGO engine code Depot released to partners in late 2017 and originally linked in 2018. From this review, we have not found any reason for players to be alarmed or avoid the current builds. As always, playing on the official servers is recommended for greatest security. Uh, Unfortunately, though, not quite true. Apparently, people have been able to execute uh, remote code and basically just fuck up your machine because you're playing Team Fortress in 2020. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's a Valve game, so... Yes, it sucks for the probably 700 people that are still playing Team Fortress 2. You know, lots of kids uh, like, like to play it. Especially since it's free now. Yeah, I was going to say, people with no money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Team Fortress 2 was really good until they started Mm -hmm. adding all the alternate weapons and everything and just, like, really messed it up. Uh, Yeah. Also, other better character-based shooters started coming out. Like what? I... Overwatch, I think, is more fun than TF2. I'm not a huge fan of Overwatch mm. anymore, but I still think it's more fun than Team Fortress 2. I think it's more fun than the ruined TF2 that I was talking about, but original TF2, I think, is still probably the best. Sure, that. I have more experience with ruined TF2, Yeah, it's kind of the thing. Um, CSGO, I get why people still come back to that, at least. Like, that's a fun mess in the way that Left 4 Dead 2 is a fun mess. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of CSGO, I was playing Valorant, and that is really CS. Like, way more than I thought mm. it would be. I mean, are you enjoying it so far? Uh, sure. It's fine. Because... Last last I heard, you had just got that beta code. Yeah, well, I've only played like three games in it because they take a while. Mm. Uh, because it is first to win 13 rounds for some reason. There is no shorter mode. 13 rounds? Yeah. Why 13? Uh, because it's best of 24. You do 12 on attack, 12 on defense. Um... And also for Seems some longer reason, than it needs to be. Yep, but that's how CS works, and so that's what they're doing. Mm. Uh, but the weird thing is, uh, yeah, I don't know why there aren't shorter modes. Also, you do all of your rounds on attack, and then it switches, and then you do all the rounds on defense. And I prefer the method of switching between each round, although I know why they do this, because you are building up money between rounds and that is kind of the classic way of doing it but i liked alternating like um rainbow six siege was at first eventually they changed that in ranked modes at least 
to be like this too. Mm. Not really sure why they did it there, actually, but anyway, Valorant's Video all right. Games. Um, yeah. some of the characters are extremely unbalanced, and they are already patching some of the stuff. Uh, one of the characters has already been nerfed severely, and I am sure that will happen to several others. Because some are near useless And others are incredibly overpowered uh, Characters mm. that are just like Their ability is a grenade Like a cluster bomb thing um, And then So they have one guy who's basically Hanzo uh, To the point where He has the sonic arrow thing And it is also an actual arrow Like they didn't even try to disguise it Like turn it into <laughs> something else It's just like no nah, he just shoots an arrow Um and also, oh, also his ultimate is that he fires arrows that can go through walls. You know, mm. like the like the dragon thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he really sucks. Uh, that sonic arrow thing seems like it has zero range. Um, and then there are others that are just like the one I mentioned with the cluster bombs. Her ultimate is also just a rocket launcher. Which like you hit anywhere near a person And they're dead uh, And some others I haven't played a whole lot of them It seems like all the good ones are the ones you got unlock Which that makes a lot of sense um, You were saying the beta For this thing like the access to that Is kind of funky Right? Oh, Or is yeah. that something else? Yeah. Okay. So, so I think this does not work The way they say it does They said that uh, basically you register for this You link your Riot account and your Twitch account And then you have to watch certain um, Certain streams of the game Which are labeled as Drops Enabled And from there As you watch it You have a chance to get the beta access And the way they make that sound is like You have to keep watching And you'll get it while you're watching But I don't think that's true Because I watched about 30 minutes And then that was it and then like a day later I got an email that I was in it And so I think it's yeah, just so Once you watch one thing you're basically entered into it And then it's random from there on But Yeah And so I was going to say it sounds like they're putting you into kind of like a lottery Like once you're in there Like prob probably For some set amount of time I imagine They probably want you in there yeah. For like I don't know 5-10 minutes yeah, also maybe it sort of expires And then it has to refresh Like you would maybe have to yeah. get back in there I, I don't know what it is But I just know that I barely watched any And still got it So there's some sort of scamming at play mm. I mean, speaking of Twitch Started watching Salty Bed again ah, Going down too. this rabbit hole I just started this morning nice. ah, I started it probably about two days ago uh, bet 50,000 on a Yoshi named Diego Brando I thought that was a sure thing It was not <laughs> Blanca pushed his shit in Yeah I watched uh... <laughs> Lost All that money and decided I think I'm done with this again uh, Just before we started recording I was watching uh, Max Payne 2 Fight a common Rider uh, Nice That was great That was in P tier And uh, Max Payne has like a lot of moves and stances and stuff And when he's in defense mode he just regenerates health Because why not <laughs> Somebody had set up this custom tournament uh, I think it was an X tier one So of course it's just the bit rate goes to hell And you can't tell what's happening at all uh, But there was a Sigma 
in that the basically uh, you could only harm him when he was outside of his mech. Uh, the mech had a different life bar, so you'd have to blow it up, and then you'd have to actually attack Sigma. But the problem is like the time it takes for Sigma to get pushed out of the mech and then reactivate the mech is like only a few frames. Mm -hmm. So no one could fucking kill Sigma <laughs> through yeah. the entire tournament. Uh, there was one time where I think he actually did lose a round because the character just managed to be like mid combo when they blew it up and continued the combo in. Uh, but somehow, despite this, like Sigma just wiping everybody the last round, where it was, of course, Sigma versus someone whose name I don't remember, I don't recognize them. Uh, everyone started putting in on the other guy. <laughs> Looking for that upset money for some reason. I guess. But, but then like, when everyone the, that... does that, it's not an upset anymore. Exactly. Like, that was one where you could... Like, also, though, that was a match where you know you probably would rather just win a little bit of money than just lose whatever you had. No, never. Uh, it's tournament. It's free money. Differently. Yes. Sure. Look, you're the one Stim that's always like... I put well, my stimulus money into the salty boat machine. See, exactly. But that's, like, your attitude, though. If you get money, you're just like, yeah, might as well just spend it. It's free money. <laughs> like wait you could you could wait and you could get this for like half off in two weeks it's free money says you <laughs> you have done this in the past multiple times sure i mean i spent all that free money on that jacket with all the question marks on it so then every time i got more free money i could put that on and then spend the free money i thought you were going to say you used your stimulus money to buy that bridges jacket that they put oh, out man. that two thousand I mean, dollar death stranding jacket i mean i probably should i got a tax return too well, now, it's when know. they start doing the 2000 a month ubi that's when i do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah good one see no that's a good bet so now that way i don't have to worry about actually spending two thousand dollars on a fucking jacket because that's, that's right. not gonna happen well that's also why we're both members of the yang gang now <laughs> sure Andrew i want ubi yang was but right. also Sure, I want UBI, but also only by giving up all these other things that would also be very nice to have. I don't need insurance. I don't need mm. Medicaid. I don't need any of it. Why would anyone no. need that? I want one thousand US dollar. That'll cover you for any emergency, anything uh -huh. that happens. You're fine. You don't need insurance. Yeah, exactly. You don't even need it on your car in that case. No, uh, I need that least of all. Stupid you crash your car, you got a crash your car, you got a thousand fucking dollars. You can go buy a new car. That's right. That's how money works. Yeah. Flo's been trying to extort us for too long. Not gonna take it anymore. <sighs> Larry, I was up very late last well, I woke up very early, rather, and oh, could wait. not get back to sleep. One thing I should mention about Valorant mm. that I really don't like every gun looks alike. I cannot tell them apart. Can you get weapon skins? Yes. Make the guns look different? Do it yourself. Yes. If you pay for them, also, that doesn't really help. Like, if you're looking at guns on the ground that people have dropped and they don't have skins. DIY guns. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. weird. Like, obviously, you can tell, like, the op and, like, a couple of the rifles apart and, like, uh, the revolver. But all the SMGs and sort of the smaller assault rifles, they just look the same. 
They're just black mm. messes. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, anyway, yes, what? Uh, I woke up very early this morning. I could not get back to sleep. Uh, I was trying to find something on Netflix that uh, both I hadn't seen before and would be like kind of boring enough that maybe it would put my head to sleep. I started watching Star Trek Voyager. Oh, no. I, I, th- I think I might like Star Trek Voyager. No. <laughs> no, that's that's not possible. First episode of Star Trek Voyager, one of the first scenes you get is just a fucking dead center shot of Morn. Oh. Uh, that then pans over to show that we are at Quark's and... Uh, Harry Kim, a uh, an ensign uh, with uh, Starfleet, who's about to join uh, Captain Janeway's crew. Uh, he's enjoying a drink. He's talking up his his new career, and Quark's like, "Oh, you should buy like a trinket to memorialize the event." And and uh, Kim's just like, "Oh, they warned us about Ferengi at uh at the Federation." Uh, so you get a good scene of Quark just going slurs in my bar. How dare you? Well, see, that's all right, but. Yeah. Quark's not going to be in every episode of Voyager. No, because uh, the thing with Voyager, if if no one has any concept of what Voyager is, is basically it's the space cases of Star Trek, uh, or the Lost in Space. I mean, whatever. That's another, it's another Lost in Space show. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. Um... Yeah, they, they, they basically just, like, get warped to the clear opposite end of the galaxy. Uh, and now they have to get home. And my understanding is this takes, like, ten years within the span of, like, the show in order for them to actually accomplish that. Uh, uh, the joke I always heard about Star Trek Voyager was um, Women Can't Drive, the series. Good one. Because it was like, you know, they finally have one with a female captain and the whole thing is she gets lost and can't find a way home. <laughs> In Janeway's defense, it's not so much that she gets lost, it's that she straight up gets teleported okay. uh, to the uh, to the other end of the galaxy. Uh, some, So I did like briefly far, fall asleep during the pilot episode, so I'm not sure how that actually resolves itself at all. But, like, there's some sort of, like, unseen entity that is trying to figure out, like, a disease, and so it needs, basically, people to experiment on. So it just picks up Janeway, and it picks up a Maquis ship. Uh, but then, because they are lost together, the Maquis end up integrating into the Voyager's crew, and the rest of the show is them just trying to get home. Uh, I know Borg are involved somehow. Uh, but the second episode is the one that I actually thought was, like, pretty good. Uh, they basically get a distress call. And they follow it to a anomaly, and then they find that the anomaly is basically tearing their ship apart every time they go to try to rescue the ship that is inside the epicenter of the anomaly. So every time they try to leave, though, they just find that they are put back in their original position. So eventually they decode what the message was, because it's all scrambled at first, and they find that it's Janeway's initial hail sent back to them, and that there are two Voyagers the Voyager at the epicenter is actually them. It's just a reflection. Uh, so they have to punch a hole in the anomaly and get out of it. Uh, so like the tension in the episode is actually really, really good. And them kind of working around this problem and trying to just figure out the solution is very interesting. Uh, but my favorite part of this episode is it fucks with all the um, computers and just machinery and everything inside the Voyager. So the Doctor, who is a hologram, uh, is shrinking 
more and more as the episode goes on. And there's a real good bit of Janeway uh, being told by the doctor to like respond to his video call and she answers it. And it's like the Tim and Eric night live bit where they go to SD and it's just uh, Robert Picardo just stretched way the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. I, I had heard uh, Robert Picardo is in Voyager, which is weird because he was also in deep space nine. Yes. Uh, there, there's uh, also like um, some random like Black Vulcan who's like in the background in the Mirror Universe that time. I think is also a main character in Voyager. Yeah, Tim Russ says Tuvok. Uh, sure. He's pretty good. I mean, he's just playing a Vulcan, and Vulcans pretty much just all act like Spock. So, yeah. Yeah, Vulcans you know. are kind of boring. Also, that that yeah. episode concept sounds all right, but it doesn't sound as good as the one where they had to kill an entire planet. <laughs> sure like ds9 is by far the better series i say this having only watched two episodes of voyager but like i'm pretty confident ds9 is is better because voyager is the one that i kind of hear people talk about as like where the series ends up dropping off in quality yeah like uh, voyager and enterprise are the ones i know yeah. of as being real bad uh, yeah Enterprise I, definitely the worst but Voyager, at least so far to me, seems like it has some potential. Like, it seems like it has enough of what Star Trek was at that time that they might be able to carry that for a while and then maybe it really starts to drop off. I don't know. But, like, that second episode was really good. Voyager has the episode with the rock, at least. Or gives someone a rock bottom. So. Also got seven of nine. Sure. Also has that alien guy that's like a Jar Jar. Neelix, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I don't even like looking oh, at you him. You don't oh come on, you don't like Neelix? No. You don't want him to prepare you food that you put in your mouth? Is that why he does? Yeah, he's like the cook. Basically. He's also uh I don't necessarily know if he's indigenous to or also just lost in the same sector of space that they are, but he is very familiar with it. So part of why they bring him on is as sort of a like consultant to that area of space. Like he understands who the players there are and everything. Yeah, he's the Sherpa. Okay. Um, but yes, he's also a cook. Like the replicators don't work no more oh, than no. where I'm at right now. Yeah, so they they're having to actually like... No, they're not. Terrible. That's they, a there is a moment existence. There was a moment where uh, I can't pronounce his character name, so I'm just going to say his actor name. Uh, Robert Beltran uh, is basically telling Janeway that she needs to get along better with one of the members of the crew, and it's like, yeah, I want you to like just sit down and talk to her and have like a cup of coffee. And it's like an alien coffee name, but it's not Ractagino, because huh. this ain't Deep Space Nine. Well, Ractagino is specifically a Klingon thing, and I'm sure other aliens have other coffees. That's, so, but that's the thing: is the woman she's going to sit down and talk with is half Klingon. Oh, so it's, so what the fuck, man? Ractagino. Yeah, that. Okay, that's an oversight on their part. Yes. Yeah, uh, but I really do like the Doctor's whole like subplot in this thing because he does just progressively shrink down more and more. There's another bit where he's even more stretched out. And, like, you can tell the editing is kind of primitive on it because, like, it glitches out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a little bit of screen tearing on Robert Picardo. <laughs> Turn V-Sync on for Robert Picardo. <laughs> yeah. I want my Robert Picardo running at at least 60 frames a second all the time. I've got G-Sync for Robert Picardo. 
Uh, but I'm bummed about this because he's like lower in the shot, but I also really wish that when that shot came up, it was just Robert Ricardo's forehead. <laughs> <laughs> he's got enough. It would have been really good. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, but by the <laughs> I like how on Deep Space Nine, like eventually they were like, you know, we've had enough of this view screen stuff. We're just going to start using holograms and never like actually mention it. It's just all of a sudden we have these hologram things. Uh, but basically, like he shrinks down so much that he ends up becoming like Leprechaun in size and stature. Just this Warwick Davis shaped Robert Picardo just standing on a chair. Excellent. But I don't know, man. Voyager seems like maybe it's okay. No. Yeah, I will probably watch a little bit more of it just to kind of see if it kind of keeps up the quality of that second episode or if it ends up just dropping way off. I have a feeling that maybe it starts off okay and then quickly devolves. Yeah, that's kind of the sense that I'm getting from it too, just based on what I've heard from other people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of things that start off strong and then quickly devolve, I watched some of McMillions, which is an HBO documentary about the McDonald's Monopoly scandal. Uh, all of the fraud involved so, with that. So, yeah, I don't know anything about this. Like, you had told me that you were watching this thing, but I did not know that there was some sort of racket involved in the McDonald's Monopoly game. Yep. That's why it went away, um, because uh, I would say I didn't even know because I don't really like. I don't really eat at McDonald's too often. Like it's pretty rare when I do that. I know that like Albertsons though does their own weird Monopoly thing. Oh, I don't know what Albertsons is. Um, it's just a it's like a grocery store chain that is. Mo- I think it's mostly just on like the West Coast. Okay, kind of out this way. Um. But yeah, there were basically no legitimate winners of the McDonald's Monopoly game. Um, I don't know, but I won free fries before. So. Oh, you, yeah, you can win free fries or something, but you know the big prize money. Uh, all those were frauds. So mm. here's the thing: the Jinx. You remember the Jinx? <laughs> Oh no, the Monopoly guy killed them all? <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, but no, like Jinx was obviously a huge hit, and uh, HBO apparently at that point decided, well, all of our documentaries have to be like six parts, even though the Jinx had a lot of things happening in it. And that guy was killing people all over the United States, and it was just yeah. body after body disappearing. Um, There's not that much going on in the McDonald's scam. And yet they decided this should be six hour long episodes And this could have been a movie uh, It It's really interesting um, I am th- I have watched three episodes I still right. do not Lay know Lay the scam on me I still do not know how the guy got the pieces They have not said that That's how much they're dragging this out Wait, so it's like somebody just gets a massive haul of pieces? No. So they're bound to get the stuff that they... Okay. No, so the guy worked at... All right, so first of all... uh, So it's sort of the main FBI guy is Agent Matthews. He's... They're working in Jacksonville, Florida, and they're mostly mostly investigating, like, healthcare fraud and stuff. 
and he goes to sir the other guy in the office and he just notices a post-it on his monitor that says mcdonald's monopoly scam <laughs> or something and so he's like hey what's that all about and then he decides to look into it um also this other guy was not interviewed he refused to be interviewed uh meanwhile agent matthews loves to talk to the camera and he is as gregarious as anybody could be and he's very funny but he uh looks into this and he's like oh basically all of the people that won every major prize were connected somehow they didn't have the same last names but most of them were related uh and uh, a lot of them are from the same area like in florida and first of all not surprised that the scam is happening in florida no not really like if you were to have approached this conversation with me like with the question hey where do you think the mcdonald's monopoly scam is happening florida yeah like florida or arizona yes i could see it happening in arizona um so looks into this finds that um everybody there's multiple mentions of uncle jerry and so this is another weird way the documentary takes way too long to get around to the point they find a guy named jerry jacobson who works at he works security at the marketing division that was like um they they were doing the actual mcdonald's promotion and so they look at this and they're like well i guess it could be him but there's this other guy and they talk to somebody who says like i never heard them call him uncle jerry i think it was his wife at the time uh and then they're like well there's this other guy jerry colombo member of the Jer- the colombo crime family this must be uncle jerry and they go through a whole episode talking about him and then at the end it's like oh jerry uh jacobson was uncle jerry because apparently jerry <laughs> colombo called him that like as a sign of respect so it was actually both of them both Jerry's were oh, no. cooperating on this. Jerry Jacobson was somehow getting the game pieces out uh, and then selling them to Jerry Colombo for like $50,000 or something. So he would get the money then. And Jerry Colombo would give them to people for a cut of the winnings as it came in. Uh, half and half. This seems like so much work for a million dollars of Monopoly money. Well, it but it's every million dollars every time uh, is the thing. Also true. cars yeah. and there are the oh, other ones. They're right. like 250,000, so, 100,000. So they're not just, they're not just setting their eyes on one particular prize. They're basically just going for all the top tier stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They got everything. Imagine how many free McFlurries this guy got. <laughs> so no, that, that was actually something I learned from this is the way they had the pieces set up uh, the stuff like that, like free fries, free McFlurry, whatever, that was all a completely separate thing. They just like rolled those out. They just sort of put them in all of these um, giant rolls that went on fries and whatever. So the, it's a totally different like distribution for the lower end stuff. Yes, the high piece okay. ones they would um, they would mix in with non winners, and so they would have sort of a small batch of these, and then they would send them in and the security on this is crazy and that's why i want to know how he actually got it out but they apparently are not interested in telling me um like there was like a a suitcase handcuffed to him and then he goes in and they're they had like 
you know those missile silos where like two people have to enter a code on a keypad to open a giant vault door they yeah. have one of those Turn for a mcdonald's for, promotion for the for the little plastic thing that they put on the cup that yeah. you're probably going to throw away in the trash yeah because you forgot to take it off yeah and so okay. they, they would have those mixed with a bunch of non-winning ones and then just randomly put them on stuff and then like insert those into the production line so somehow he was getting those out right from under their noses i don't know how mm. um but one neat thing about this is as part of this investigation they were posing as a camera crew uh doing like a sort of where are they now thing for the winners and the winners were all too happy to just sit there in front of the camera and say yes this is this is how i got the piece i went here and i did this and so they have them on camera lying about it what uh and you get to see the footage too of them doing this like agent matthews is there with them and like the head of i think it was some branch of mcdonald's marketing uh, this is that scene from goodfellas when robert de niro is just yelling at everybody in the bar <laughs> basically uh, but, but it's great how gullible these people are because they're doing stuff like now could you say uh could you tell us is this the mcdonald's that you got it from and they would like show them a picture it was the re- wrong mcdonald's it was one in florida not the one that they said it was and they'd just sure. be like, oh yeah, definitely. And they'd be like, okay, can you sign this for us then? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we get like, a copy of your driver's license, uh, or yeah, certificate, basically. Blood draw, all, all of that stuff. Um, yeah, sure, whatever. I want a car. Yeah, but but yeah, like that's... take Jimmy and shoot him in the back of the fucking head <laughs> by the time this series is over. God. Yeah. Uh, Notably, neither of the Jerry's have shown up so far, so I think they're dead. Um, but yeah, that stuff is good. Uh, I don't need interviews with the people who won the quote won the money because who cares? Like it, it doesn't matter to me. I get that they got the interview; they want to put it in there. Also, yeah. whatever, it doesn't matter. I think it's. I think that stuff would not bother me as much because I think it's pretty funny that they were just like, yeah, sure. I'll sit down and lie to you on camera. No, no, that stuff's fine. I mean, like, current day stuff, where it's just like, and then Jerry Colombo came up to me and said, I could get you a piece for a million dollars, and so I brought him some money. It's like, all right, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, interesting concept, uh, boring execution, at least so far, started out really good. I I looked up reviews and apparently several people had the same issue I did exactly where I am now where they were just like I don't know if I'm going to finish this and same here but mm. uh, yes McMillions yeah. check it out maybe maybe yeah I, I might give it a shot although I'm with you on that like yes ever since the jinx came out it feels like there's this push to make these kind of uh docu-series and not all of them necessarily need to be a series right. and every now and then you get something like a joe exotic where it's just well, like yeah. oh there's a there's a lot going on here there's more going on with joe exotic than there was with robert durst frankly <laughs> yeah like that's the thing at least with robert durst it, like, it was still just one guy killing everybody yeah. but joe exotic you got this whole community of freaks 
Oh yeah. No, I uh so I have finished Tiger King now. I think the last time that we talked about it on this podcast, I had just gotten about a couple episodes in. Mm, I think um, you'd finished it. No, last week I finished it and uh I was gonna talk about it, but we did not. Oh, okay. Uh, and the week before that I think I was like two or three episodes in. But yeah, I mean I don't really know what else I have to really add to that thing other than my initial assessment of all of these people are freaks still holds true. Mm-hmm. Uh I watched, though, uh, the Joel McHale uh, supplemental thing, uh, which oh, you have no. not. Um, no, I have not, and mixed, I will not. Mixed feelings on that, because on one hand, it is kind of nice to see some of these people after the fact and just find out what's going on with them. Like, uh, I can never commit his name to memory. But the guy with the long hair, who we said is like probably the most normal person on that show, uh, uh... just kind of coming on there and being asked like have you watched this thing yet and he's like fuck no i have to work <laughs> like i got to i'm too busy for this shit is he like, still at the zoo care. uh he is still at the zoo yes okay um and yeah him ending that like Joel McHale is going like is there anything that you want to say before we let you go and him just being like yeah my teeth are fucked up no i don't do meth i just got old used to have a drinking problem but not anymore Fuck all of you. <laughs> like so there's there's like good stuff in there, but like most of the time it's just Joe McHale just offering these really, really softball questions to people. Like you got fucking uh George Lowe on there, Space Ghost T <laughs> That's right, Space Ghost. Joel's <laughs> <Yeah, it's... laughs> just asking him if he's getting enough oxygen. Um <laughs> Jeff no, he's got says, that. He, Give yes, me Elvira. <laughs> Oh no, Elvira's gonna be his new na- maid, nanny, whatever. <laughs> whatever weird sex thing that Jeff Lowe has going on right now. Um just paying someone to live with you and fuck you and your wife. I don't Jeff Lowe's Living the Dream. God you can probably make a documentary just off Jeff Lowe. Uh, but like you got Lowe on there and all Joe McHale is doing is just being like, so you got like a leather jacket for every day of the week? Like, come on, Joel. Come on, man. Yeah, at least Um, make a good joke, like saying he dresses like an elderly Ken Block. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that that thing is... um, I think some of those interviews are worth a watch, but uh, for the most part, it's definitely skippable now that I've actually made it through the entire thing. Yeah. I do like that they have the uh, the campaign manager on there though too. Uh, that guy sucks. Just goes on this like kind of longer than it needs to be rant about the federal government at some point. It's like <laughs> okay, yeah, that right. makes sense. Forgot like, about he, this shit. He decided to make a whole point about like I'm a libertarian. Like cool dude. Yeah. I'm a political consultant, also libertarian. Yeah, just like uh, okay, just like Mayor. Good Kane. luck, buddy. Yeah. He's going to choke slam someone through the ring. Just him being on there just going like, yeah, of course I went and did it. Like, you know, I'm a political science major and I get offered to go run uh, this Joe Exotic guy's campaign. Like, of course I do that. Like, no, dude. Like, I think you kind of maybe just killed your career. I don't think that anyone's going to want to hire the Joe Exotic campaign manager. Uh, I kind of disagree on that. Like, uh... look, pe- People knew that this weirdo in Oklahoma or whatever was running for president, and that's enough of an accomplishment. You know, actually, I did forget that 
Joe also finished like third in that, surprisingly. So what happened? We lost. Boys, yeah. uh, but you know. Yeah. Uh, there, first, there's been other. Last. There's been other stuff to come out about Joe Exotic though since that uh, whole thing has wrapped. Uh, a little bit of it I found out from Red Letter Media. Uh, ta- taxidermy tigers used for sexual purposes apparently oh, is a thing. Oh, no, I don't buy that because that came from Jeff Lowe. So. Okay. Well. Mm, I yeah. could still see Joe doing that though. I mean, yes, it would not be that. Surprising to find out But yeah. also Jeff Lowe like, is a habitual liar And so sure. Especially anything involving Joe Exotic so. Yeah Lots of questions Like I think he did make the Joel did ask everyone like Hey do you think Joe should be in jail And It's nice how many of them were just emphatically Like yes he does <laughs> Yeah Um. That uh, uh What's his name uh, Who lost his arm Hmm? Steph? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't so. remember. Anyway, he was the only one who was just like, yeah, Joe deserves to be in jail, but also I don't think he deserves to die in jail. Like, that was the kindest thing anyone had to say about Joe Exotic during the duration of that episode. Right. Also, I saw that um, there was a thing about how, like, yeah, they misgendered him for that entire documentary, yeah. which, real cool. Good job. Yep. Yeah, uh, to Joe McHale's credit, he did bring that up. It was just like, okay. hey, how did that make you feel? Yeah. Uh, so, it, like, for as shitty of a host as Joe McHale was for most of that, like, not actually asking hard enough questions to some of these people who deserve hard questions asked of, uh, it's nice that the guy hosting the official Netflix thing, the follow-up thing, would at least acknowledge that and ask about it. Sure. Uh, so, but it, it's fine. Joel McHale is going to host E3 next year. He's going to bring it back. It's going to be better than ever. This is also going to be done from his couch with yep. fucking AirPod Bud whatever things in his ears. He's still going to be wearing the I, Toad costume, though. I don't know what those are. I'm getting very old. What's a Coomer? People keep saying that on the internet, and I don't know what it is. A Coomer? C-O-O-M-E-R Oh no Oh god No idea You've become so old Yeah well Happens to all of us Um, How are you enjoying Final Fantasy 7? Oh it's fine uh, I just did the Colosseum part uh, Went back mm. and did some Missions and that That That's uh They don't really tell you Like hey this is how you get limit breaks You just like have to look at it and be like Oh, this gets you legacy of something, like whatever it's called. It's like, oh, of all right. yeah, that's right. <laughs> they hid the next legacy of gain game in here. I mean, it is Square Enix, yeah. so you know it makes sense. Uh, but no, that's a weird. the Excel doc. Yeah, weird, gotta... weird marketing thing. You want to play yeah. the new adventures of Raziel? That's why it's called, by the way, the new adventures of Raziel. It's uh, hidden in there. Uh, but yeah, that and also. It makes it seem like you would win 100 gil from it when that's the entry fee. That's weird. Yeah. Also, at that point, that entry fee is so negligible. Yeah. That, like, I don't even know why you bother to have it. Frankly. 
Like, yeah. do you think somebody's going to fail so many times at 100 guild that they're actually going to be like, oh no, I'm going to run out of money? Yeah, especially when those fights are easy. The only thing that even comes they... close to a challenge is the Hell House at the end, and even that was not hard. Hell House fucked me up because I did not have the right magic equipped to get like proper coverage on that thing and i was mm. just insistent on brute forcing my way through it instead of just like quitting and backing out so um, yeah that that's why i always make sure i have every magic type available at every time i do really like though that that thing has a god house mode like that's yeah, yeah. pretty good yeah. um yeah uh the coliseum stuff gets harder later on um one of the issues that I'm having with the game, and I might have already expressed this, is that side quests are kind of dumped out at really awkward moments. Uh, and that's a byproduct of what they're trying to adapt. Like, the original Midgar section was just so tightly paced that there really wasn't much room for side quests. Uh, like, Wall Market is where you kind of had that stuff, and even then it was just about making Cloud look pretty. So if you didn't want to do all of it, he didn't look the most pretty, basically. Um, but... They're dumping this stuff at very awkward points in the story now. Uh, later on, it's like, oh shit, Shinra took Aerith, we need to go save her. But like, first maybe we should help Chocobo Sam find all of his Chocobos that got lost. <laughs> and these kids want to go check out the graveyard, but they got turned into ghosts. Great. So, there's a behemoth underground in this lab. We should fuck around with that for a while. They're doing experiments on Aerith or something, but that can wait. So, uh, so can Which is back... especially fucked... Uh, I'm sorry, yes? Say, can you go back to the Coliseum like when you have other party members then? Yes, you can. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you will go back to Wall Market and be able to explore that whole area. Like, basically from the church all the way through to Wall Market uh, will be open to you before you go do all the stuff with Shinra HQ. Uh, and then you can do the rest of the Coliseum stuff. Um... Okay, because yeah, I did they're, the they're, ones I could get to, and it was just like three fights that were very easy, and that was yeah. It. So we'll probably get into this more when you actually beat the game, and we kind of unpack what the story of Final Fantasy VII is. But remember how last week I had mentioned Hojo does a thing with wanting Red Thirteen to have sex with Aerith? Oh yeah. So when you're fucking around in Wall Market, and you're kind of just going like, we could rescue Aerith whenever. And then you actually get into Shinra HQ to get a lot more scenes with Hojo. That dude is somehow even more of an absolute fuck freak in this game than he was in the original. And it really kind of made me feel gross with the amount of time I wasted not getting my ass over to Shinra. It's fine, though. You need the trophies. Yes, I do. I really need the trophies. Um, but even then, when you're in Shinra HQ, like you're making a lot of like steady progress just trying to work your way up this tower and then you eventually get to this point where it's just like hey chadley wants to put us in the vr machine we should fuck around with that for like an hour <laughs> gotta kill so this you get another chocobo hell yeah <laughs> murder this bird um Which, by the way i do really like how that one part um when you go behind the fans to get the summon materia and uh you get it and then barrett's like oh man that's a summon material wonder what kind of cool monsters in that it's the chocobo and moogle summon yeah uh i like the chocobo and moogle the chocobos in this do a sad work thing and it's very cute i don't I like, like the way moogles look in this 
Yeah, it's almost like they look like a small boy with some kind of disgusting Moogle outfit on. <laughs> they look like white grovers. Yes, that too. The actual Moogles kind of look weird. Um, but yeah, there there's a second Colosseum that you then unlock in Shinra HQ. So you have to do all that stuff also. Um, but that one doesn't get you any limit breaks. Uh, that is to get like the experience up, materia, and... Um, I forget what like the other ones are, but there's basically like some really good late game material that is basically centered around like rapidly leveling your character and your material and everything. Okay. Um, so that stuff seems useful for like when you would hop into like a new game plus and just try to max everything out. Because like the last thing I have with Chadley is I have to master all of the uh, green magic materials. Okay. Um, yeah. Eh. Having a good time with it overall. Yeah. Sure. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I I still wish the AI would actually do things. Anything. Wow. Instead of doing an auto attack like every eh, 10 seconds, maybe. See, I don't have an issue with the fact that they don't do ATB commands because I get that the way they want you to play this game is to constantly be bouncing around between characters and issuing those commands yourself. I like it. Well, okay, so... Yes, that would be better if they would actually do something to build their ATB gauge, though. Yes, so that's where I was going with this. Is The thing that does bother me is how they do a very poor job of prioritizing what to attack and how often to attack. Yeah, although... Like, there's just been a lot of times where, like, I'm, I need Aerith to get charges, and I bounce back to her. She has, like, maybe a fourth of an ATB gauge, and it's like, what the fuck were you doing for the last 20 seconds, man? Yep. Uh, I can kind of understand it with Eris and Barrett, though, because uh, I have played as them, and good luck trying to hit what you want to hit if there are multiple enemies. I don't, I don't have any issue with Barrett uh, in that regard, but Aerith's like, slower uh, attack speed kind of bugs me. Also, like, she's the only one who I don't like playing as, really. What is up with her triangle attack? It, like, the amount of damage it does is not worth the time it takes to charge. Nope. Not at all. That's weird. Uh, Yes, it is. Uh, Barrett has probably the best alternate attack in the game. Yeah, it's cool. Just because of how, yeah, it does a lot of damage and also charges ATB really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, Aerith, basically, I just put all of my elemental material onto her because I figured, like, I got to get some kind of use for her. Otherwise, she will just eventually stand around with full ATB charge and, like, nothing to kind of use it on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just turned her into, like, my main, like, magic user and just had you know, everybody else focus on physical. Uh, That game, though, never at any point gives you the opportunity to rearrange your team how you want it. Like, it is always going to shift people out based on story needs. Uh, So, yeah. I'm also a little bummed that you don't get it. does bother me like it does you, though. No, like, in this game, it actually does not because the way that everything is set up, like, materia matters the most. So you're always leveling the stuff up that's really going to count in the long run, as opposed to like, oh, I lost this character, so I really lost this important utility in the process, and I put all this time into this one character, and now I'm getting saddled with a character that has no experience and they don't have anything unlocked. Like, it's not that. Um, But the thing that does kind of bug me is constantly having to reconfigure materia, like, completely, because I have to do that so fucking much in this game. 
So like I lose Aerith, now I got Barrett. Now I'm just sitting here going like, okay, I gotta take everybody's materia off and figure out a different setup because Barrett's got a different number of slots and I need certain moves. And yeah, that doesn't. And there's me. like a there's a few points too where it will then end up kind of shifting you over to a different character and remove somebody, and it doesn't give you the option to get into the menu. So okay. like there were a few cases where I did not have my assess materia. And so I've missed guys that I need to go back for and completely replay the area again and make sure I have the assess materia on the right guy. I always just put that on cloud. There's moments later on the game where you will not get cloud. So I would recommend what? you, when you get to Shinra HQ, put the assess materia on... Well, no, you needed it at one point for cloud because he's the only one who fights for Rufus. Oof. Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah. Rufus is cool in this game. I don't remember fight, who Rufus is. His fight's a little weird, uh, but I like his design and everything. Uh, Rufus is the, the... So remember in the original game, President Shenra no. dies, and then his son yes. shows up, and he's just like, hey, hey, company's mine now. Uh-huh. That's Rufus. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's got a dog and a shotgun. Sure. Yeah, he's flipping coins now a lot, like Two Face or something. I don't oh, know. Like Chocobo Sam. Yeah, I like Chocobo Sam. So Chocobo Sam, he flips the coin and has you call it, and then obviously, no matter what you call, it's not right. And then they say, like, look at that. Mm. Let me look at that coin. And then he shows that it's the same on both sides. And they say, like, that's cheating. Like, no, not really, because you still could have called the right one. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing, is in order to get one of the costumes, you actually do have to call the right one. It, it oh. will come up on a specific one every time. Oh, uh, okay. Which is, I figured it, has, it just. I'm pretty sure. I figured it just changed it to whatever you didn't pick. Nope. No, you gotta pick heads, and then that contributes towards a certain number of, like, points you need to get Cloud's prettiest outfit. Well, basically. crap. So remember when I told you like I got Cloud's second best outfit because I saved like after a decision that mattered for that that uh -huh. I didn't think would have mattered at all and so I couldn't go back. It was oh, the point. Oh great, for. great. Yeah. Yep. Welcome although, to my hell. Although you get actually, to replay though, the game three times to nope. get all the dresses. No, I will not because I don't care. Uh, yes, also, you are. Nope. Also, I I had looked at the pictures of Cloud's dresses and the second best actually looks the best to me. Yeah, that the final one looks ridiculous. Yeah. Also, I think Don, Don Corneo picks Cloud no matter what in this game. Like, in the original, you're actually trying to get, like... It doesn't reflect on Cloud's model, obviously, because they weren't going to, like, redesign that model so many times over in a PlayStation 1 game. But you basically are doing certain actions and building up points to be, like, favored by Don Corneo. And so he can pick different characters based on the different conditions. Uh, of stuff you did in wall market that's not the case in this game he's always going to pick cloud so the best dress doesn't matter unless you're going for the trophy sure which i'm not i am i'm a maniac i know and dress cloud up also trying to navigate wall market so here's another thing i have this is more oh, of a wall personal issue yeah with this game is whenever i get into an area i want to explore everything I want to look like, yeah. all right, go through every alley, look here, there might be something. 
in Final Fantasy VII Remake, never any point in it because you need to just go do the quests and then they will take you there uh, because otherwise you try to get places. It's just like, well, there are a bunch of people blocking this area, so now I get to squeeze my way back out. Yeah, so some of those uh, some of those containers that are being blocked by people in the alleyways, you can actually miss by not doing certain things correctly on some of the side quests too. By the way. Oh, great. Uh, but my understanding is all the stuff in there is not necessarily worth it anyway, so you're not going to miss anything that is like essential. Uh, so it's, it's just like... stuff like rem- it's like remedies and things like that. Oh, okay. See, yeah. that's like in the Airbuster thing where they're like, um, well, you could remove like these giant buster shells or whatever or uh processing cores or you could remove these m units which this is liquefied materia and it'll give you valuable items which i took to mean materia as it turns out it's like potions and ethers which great who cares i don't need i have like 30 of those yeah stupid game Eventually, I've brought this up to you too. That game throws potions and ethers out at you a lot, and uh, like two hours in, those stop being as useful as they were. Yep. Like potions more so, but there is definitely a point where it's just like, oh, an ether is not even giving me like enough MP to do like Fireaga. Uh huh. So now I need turbo ethers, and I can't just like go buy the. Uh huh. Needs to be more turbo ethers in that game. There needs to be more like higher MP limits in general. I feel like I run out super yes. fast on any sort of like boss fight. I think I just agree with you too that there maybe shouldn't even be MP. I think that like depending on the level of the spell, it should expend a certain amount of ATB. Yep. So like Fyraga should take up like two ATB gauges. Mm-hmm. Or just like put a third ATB gauge in there. And then like the highest and stuff takes three. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But no, still got MP in here for some reason. Uh huh. I mean, you can. You that's can get just that a thing you gotta manage. Refocus limit break if you really want to get three ATB cages. If you want to use your limit bar on that, which I guess you might as well because otherwise uh, you can just use your limit break and then as soon as you start it, the boss goes into a cutscene and then you lose your limit break. Yeah. Uh, I only used refocus twice and it was to fulfill Chadley's intel request and then I took it off and I never put it back on again. Yep, me too. I can't wait for some sort of like speedrunner to come out and be like, actually, refocus is like the key to breaking the game. But it seemed kind of pointless to me. Uh, yeah. Because I, I'm, I am interested in seeing people's weird, fucked up game breaking builds with this though, because it seems like you could get up to some real bullshit with some of the material that they give you. Maybe I feel like all that would be on New Game Plus though. Y- yeah, it would. The thing that I'm curious about with New Game Plus is if you're then able to go back and get duplicates of certain materials like Elemental. Uh... Like the ones that there's only one of in the entire game. Because like Hmm. the all materia, which is Magnify, it'd be really nice to have more than one of that because it basically just means, okay, one character is going to have all heal. Yeah. But I can't do all fire or all thunder or all barrier or anything like that without specifically setting it up like that before the battle. Magnify and that is never all? seems like a good enough trade. Yeah. Huh. Okay. It doesn't sound like that based on the description. No, it doesn't. Which is why I didn't use it for most of the game. And then I read like a little wiki thing that was just like the all materia is called magnify in this game. I was like, oh fuck, okay, I guess I'm putting that on somebody. Yeah, I didn't realize until Walmart that there is a mini map in the game. 
uh, hidden behind pressing L2, which makes navigating <laughs> yep. a lot easier because that compass sucks. Yeah, I I got good use out of that thing. Um, yeah, so when you get, if you already have Magnify, I forget where you get that in the game, probably want to put that on somebody. Uh, yeah, I've got it. Because the penalty to that is the effectiveness of the spell that is associated with is less, but then the level, like when it levels up, it, it knocks that penalty down more and more. So yeah. sooner you can use that thing, the better. Um, yeah. And I like Final Fantasy VII overall. That game's got some issues, though. Yeah. Yeah. It it suffers from the usual square design process where you're just kind of left sitting there going, like, I don't know why they decided to do this. That's square in a nutshell. I don't know why I got to go cook all this shit with ratatouille. <laughs> I just I don't know why I have some to fucking keep doing tomato this. bisque. I have to keep doing the sledding mini game with the frozen folks. Just wait until they remake Kingdom Hearts, man. Oh. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Turns out it was all a simulation that Goofy was in, <laughs> and Mickey Mouse did not go missing. It was Donald, and now Goofy's got to save the day. No, it's that when Goofy got hit in the head with that rock, he actually died, and the rest of it was just like, <laughs> it's an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge type thing. <laughs> just remake Chain of Memories again. <laughs> Re-re-re-Chain of Memories, 358 over 2, recoded remake. It's like a film within a film within a movie. <laughs> well god uh i am so looking forward to you getting to the end of final fantasy 7 remakes we can talk about that um, okay well i will you and i have shared our our t- there's two things that, that i kind of want to get through if you're trying to wrap up <laughs> yeah. i was going to say it'll take me a little bit longer because XCOM chimera squad is out now oh. and i've just installed it uh, though I think that's probably going to be fairly short anyway, so I'll just alternate between it and. No, seven. the thing that I've heard with that is is actually like the length of a full XCOM game. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, well, although then, I have it's heard a deal some on the steel for ten dollars. I've dues. heard some mixed reactions about that thing too, though. So. Uh, okay. Well, I'm we'll not, see. I'm not sure. It it the the way that I heard it described is it seems like they're really trying to try a bunch of new stuff that could maybe be in an XCOM three, but that not all of it is necessarily executed super well. Well, it was ten dollars, so. so who cares? Yeah. Is my answer. Yeah, whatever. There's a lot of game there for ten bucks. I know that. Good. So, um, no, I, I was going to say uh, with the, some of the Final Fantasy stuff before I we dropped that. Um, you and I had our theories about what's going on with that game. Uh-huh. I will not tell you which of us is right or if indeed either of us are right, but I will say that I'm pleasantly surprised that they actually wrap all that stuff up by the end of this game. Okay. They give you all the answers that you need uh, regarding that stuff, uh, as opposed to pretty much any other Square game or Kingdom Hearts, as we brought up, uh, where they would probably leave that dangling for like five games and 20 years later we would actually get the answers. Yeah. So... That's welcome. Uh, also, I have a theory about Final Fantasy VII aside from that. I want to lay this on you. Here it is, game theory. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Final Fantasy X-2. Yeah, Shinra. He's in, he's in your ship, a little kid in the mask. Uh-huh. And at one point, he's just like, hey, you know, I got this theory, man, that we could, like, harvest the energy of, like, souls and to, like, use that to power stuff. 
but it would be like a finite resource. But like, man, we get like a lot of good use out of that. When you're in Shinra HQ, it's very blurry. I didn't notice it the first time. I only saw it later on. But there is like a memorial museum to the Shinra Electric Power Company. And there's like a picture of the founders and Shinra from Final Fantasy X2 is in there. Huh. It's canon now. It's part of the same universe. But wait, <laughs> it gets more fucked up from here. Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, the city of Gaug is built on top of the ruins of a once very technologically advanced city from which they have been pulling out all manners of airship parts. And later on in the game, when you're doing propositions, you find materia there. And then later on in the game, Cloud gets displaced in space-time and ends up in Final Fantasy Tactics. Ivelisse is future Midgar. And Midgar is future Spira. And even deeper, Marl is your landlady. Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger happen in the same universe. They're all connected. Okay, one thing about that's Marlene, not Marl, but... No, it's Marl, your landlady. They say no, it in the game. It, yeah, it says Marlene. It's Marlene. They also call no, her Marlene. It, no, Marlene is the little girl. What? That's Barrett's daughter. Oh, okay. I think you're getting confused. Yeah, probably. I just heard somebody yeah, say Marlene. I wasn't paying attention no. for any of it until you said that. Also, I still think it's a stretch, but okay. Mm, nope. It's all one and the same, so it goes. The hair does it, not actually is, look alike. This but... is here. Here, I, how I think it all lines up is Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger happen. Then it goes to Final Fantasy X universe. Then it's the Final Fantasy VII universe, and then it is all Final Fantasy Tactics and everything to do with Evil East. That's the timeline. That's just a theory, a game theory, the greatest game theory. Though I was Matt Pat the entire time. The mask comes off. It was me. I'm sorry, Larry. I'm way into the stadia, by the way. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll see you next time on Destroy All Children. I've been Larry Davis. With me has been Matt Pat. Uh, this is a <laughs> shocking... my goddamn mind. Shocking revelation. Uh, we'll see. What, what do you have to say? Uh... Good goodbye, Auron. No, goodbye, dinosaurs. I don't need intelligent drugs, Tom, because I don't know what they are. Okay, Tom? Yeah. But I will put anything into my mouth that is given to me, whether it's supposed to go there or not, because I'm different. <laughs> is that clear with everyone? Very.